Welcome to the 11th ever edition of the West Coast Preps Podcast. I am Chris Jackson, joined by Gregory Morrill Tune. This time I remembered my own name. That's a good start. We've got a special guest here who's done obviously really well in his career, Stevie Johnson, former NFL receiver, now coaching high school football. How are you doing today, Stevie? What's going on, everybody? What's going on out there? I'm feeling good, you know, getting everybody ready for this uh, Exposure Academy tomorrow. Um, how about you guys? Doing really good. We're excited to have you on and excited to go uh, cover your academy and your showcases that you got going on this weekend. Thank you. Awesome. Yeah, so tell us more about what you're doing now, what you've been doing since your time in the league. Yeah, I feel like I feel like it was my time. It was like my duty to go back to my alma mater, you know what I'm saying, and, and, and give them, you know, the gifts that I ended up experiencing throughout my career, you know, as a football coach at the school. So, you know, that's that's what I've been focused on for the past months, um, you know, actually years, you know what I'm saying, building up on it, you know, checking out YouTube, looking at clips of uh, other coaches, you know, um, I didn't want to just dive into it uh, with no knowledge, you know, how days are going to go. So uh, it, it's been pretty cool, though, um, helping out these kids. Yeah, and so with your time in the NFL, have you taken things that you've learned from your head coaches in the NFL and also college when you're at Kentucky and taking that into what you do now? Yeah, definitely. You know, on and off the field, you know, when it comes down to, you know, K Kentucky, you know, Coach Brooks, he was very good, like a player's coach, you know, he made sure we was in class doing everything that we were supposed to do with, with the books. And he was still strict on his on the, on the football field. Then, you know, you, you go to the NFL, I had a few different coaches, but you know, um, one that stood out was Chan Gailey, you know, and how he adapted to the, you know, to the new generation of, of gameplay. And that's what I have to be awoke to, you know what I'm saying? Because we're coming into a light of a new generation and, and I want to still give them that freedom to, to not let them think, you know, I'm so strict on doing it my way, you know, because your way works, you know, giving them that confidence and that, that helps them on the field as well as off the field. So it's a mind, it's a mind thing with me. And then let's go back a little bit. You, your alma mater at Rodriguez, you played there a couple of years, but you were homeschooled first off, and then your high school career, you played the last two years when they started the program. Just take us more about what that experience was like when, back when you played high school ball. Yeah, you know, I was more focused on basketball, really. You know, that was my first sport. And, um, you know, I ended up playing, you know, when, when Rodriguez got, got varsity in junior my junior year. And um, I was inspired, actually, by, you know, a guy that went to a school – our crosstown rivals, which was Fairfield uh, Falcons. And um, his name was Desmond Bishop. He was, a, he was a big football player, you know. Oh, and we lost Stevie here for a second. Oh, man, what is that? <laughs> Two of our last three podcasts we've been hung up on. Yeah, I know. Um, I agree. Yeah, so, it's your Patriots jerseys that are offensive. I know. I, I think he got, you know, I don't know. The Patriot jerseys, Gillette Stadium. I don't know. He might have you having some flashbacks or something like that. I think he's having a lot of flashbacks of 1,000-yard seasons. You know, true, back, true. Back. Yes, three in a row. Um, so hopefully we'll get him back on here soon. Uh, Stevie Johnson, we'll just go over a couple of uh, 
his stats that he had in at Kentucky. He had 1,052 receiving yards, fourth player in program history to have over 1,000 yards, and then 13 touchdown catches in 07 as well, which was second on the school's all-time leaderboard. Well, you know what? I got good news. Stevie is coming back. He is in the Perfect. Way. You're admitting him back into the call right now. <laughs> All right. Welcome back, Stevie. Welcome back, Stevie. Yeah, sorry for that. That was my partner calling, confirming about the uh, academy, actually. So, uh, <laughs> sorry to have to confirm that. So, I think, I, honestly, I don't even remember where we left off. We were just kind of going over some of your stats at Kentucky right now, but I think we were yeah, talking about back, high school. Back in high school. Oh, so, yeah, back from uh, my junior year, I was inspired by, by a kid that, that was a crosstown rival, which was Desmond Bishop. And he'll be at the camp also. You know, and, and he, he made me, um, you know, take football to another level. You know, just seeing that there was somebody from the area that was going to a big college that was, um, you know, that was that was making a name for itself. You know, you can actually see this person. You know, so I, I ended up, you know, having that confidence and took it to the next level. And, um, you know, everything else was, you know, history after that. And then so before you ended up at Kentucky, you went and played at Chabot College, and then you actually changed positions there as well. What led you to doing that? Right. Well, you know, because I never played receiver at all, you know, throughout high school. So, you know, when I got to junior college, I ended up meeting uh, Houston Lillard, who who's the quarterback coach now at Ex Exposure Academy. Tomorrow you'll meet him. Um, I met him, and, man, like, we, we just, like, was working all summer, you know, different moves, one-on-ones, uh, two-on-threes, like a lot of the things that I'm going to implement in, in the academy in situations. You know, we just went over everything, and I think it prepared, prepared me to be a better player for um, my next level, which was going to Kentucky. And then speaking of that, how did you end up at Kentucky? What was that process like, and what made you choose to go out to the SEC? Um, first of all, the, like the SEC, I thought that was the, the big boy conference. You know, that's what I, that's what I heard. If you want to go to the NFL, you got to go to the SEC. So, okay, let's see who's in the SEC now. And I like basketball a lot. So Kentucky was off top, one of my favorites. And then, um, you know, it came down to, do I want to join, you know, a dynasty or do I want to try to build a dynasty and go to, you know, Auburn or somewhere else. And, um, you know, that's, I mean, once I took my visit, you know, Kentucky was the one. And now Kentucky's really good nowadays, too, especially these last couple of years in the SEC. What's it been like to kind of just watch your former school kind of grow like it has, especially over these last couple of years on their stoops? Yeah, I mean, you know, that's what you do it for. The ones that usually make it, you know, they know the feeling uh, of, of what it is right now, you know, coming from pretty much coming from the bottom of the, of the pack you know, where people would look at you on a schedule and be like, all right, that's an easy win. We we go rack up points or yards on them. But now they're looking at us like like we for real. And it's like you when you were part of that process and that change and that growth, you know, you appreciate it when you see the younger guys go out there and uh, handle their business. And, um, you know, we're just doing our part as the, you know, the, the, past, the past generation, past stars. And as an alum, are you able to go and talk to the kids? Have you been, had, had a chance to go out there and visit them lately? Obviously not right yeah, now. We were, yeah, yeah, not, 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 not this season, of course, or not this uh, training uh, season. Um, but last year we was able to. You know, uh, we was out there a few games when the schedule fit. 
Um, and I think that's good for, you know, recruits. You know, um, most of these crews, they come, these recruits come from where we come from, you know, the same inner cities. Um, you know, most of the areas uh, that they recruit kids out of, you know, we, we're around them all day at these camps and showcases up and down the Bay Area. So when you have guys like myself, you know, that um, guys like Desmond Bishop who went to Cal, we, and we have Sacramento guys going to Cal all over the place now. Um, for them to be able to see these guys is, I think that's, that's great for, for both parties, for the individual and for the school, of course. And then you were selected in the NFL draft, obviously, there. What do you remember about that night and that moment when you were picked and you heard your name and you got that phone call? It's time to go to work. I felt like it, I felt like it was time to go to work, you know. Um, this is an opportunity. You know, you thank God um, because there was so much that you go through. You think about all this stuff like, wow, how did I make it out of that? How did I make it into this? And, and then it's just you get that phone call and it's like, you have another chance, you know, and you and you just acting on that at, at that point. It's just no matter where you're selected. Um, I have friends that that went undrafted that year and they're still in the NFL. So, you know, it was a beautiful moment, but it, that's what it was, you know, a beautiful moment. It was back to reality as soon as that conversation. Was. I think we lost Stevie just for a second. Hear me? You cut out just a little bit there, Stevie, as you were going through it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, like I was, like I was saying about that, about that draft, it's just, it's a good moment, but at the same time, you got to just realize it, that it's, it's just that moment. You can't live into the fact that I got drafted. Oh, now I'm going to be a 10 year vet. No, nah, the work starts now, you know. Back through his career a little bit though. So yeah. hockey seventh round pick 224th overall selection. A lot of people probably think, man, what's a seventh rounder going to do in the league, right? But how many seventh rounders, sixth rounders? What the heck was – what was Brady's selection? What was Stevie's selection? A lot of players are undrafted, too. And they made really big names for themselves, right? What percentage of the league is undrafted? It's a really high percentage of guys in 53-man rosters. We've seen Bay Area guys like Zimba Webster from Deer Valley go undrafted. Mike, 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 Mike. Uh, we got you, Stevie. That's we hear you. Back. What's your motivation to be so successful? And um, what was that mindset coming from a seventh round pick to saying, all right, I got drafted to let's get to work? Yeah. Uh, you know, you sit down and you have goals. You got to write down your goals. And, and one of mine was to have a family. So I realized I don't have enough money right now to have a family. So I got to go hard to get what I want. And, um, you know, thankfully it worked out for me and, and, and it happened. So, yeah, you know, goals. Having those, you got to see you gotta see the future. You can't see, can't just look at it right now. You know, I'm going to remind those guys to, tomorrow that you got to think like in four or five years, y'all can be having the opportunity of a lifetime to, be, to become professional um, players, you know. So you got to take it serious got to take it serious yeah and with nfl careers nowadays the i think the average nfl career is at three years right now um you know you got to find something afterwards too and write down the goals that's outside of your particular sport yeah you know it's uh and on top of those three years it's like you got to still go through ups and downs so 
that that's got to be reminded uh, to them also. You know, you can't you can't stop. You got to keep going though, because everybody go through it. You know, but understand there will be ups and downs. Yeah, I think that kind of is a perfect segue into the next question too. You were a seventh round pick. A lot of guys have made it to the league and been in the NFL ten plus years and being undrafted. I forgot what percentage of the league is undrafted, but it's really high and guys are still making it to the league and making long careers out of it. How much are you kind of preaching to kids nowadays that doesn't matter where you're picked or if you're picked at all, that all it takes is that one opportunity to prove yourself and everything can, all the doors can just be open from there. Oh man. I'd say, I say it all the time. And that's something that I am happy about that, that I can represent, you know, um, now we live in the news. I'm just thinking I'm going D1. I want to go D1. That's mine made up on D1. And that's great. Like we all do want to go D switch their mindset to, you know, no matter where they're on this roster, and you know, I'll have the opportunities that I that I need because I'll, I'll work to be a baller, you know, and that's that's what the mindset I had. That's the perfect mindset to have nowadays because there is so much talent um, within the areas and D two guys. The Patriots just drafted a guy from D two. Um, you know, it, the opportunities are still there even at the lower level colleges. Yeah, ex ex no, oh my goodness, exactly. Any opportunity is better than none. And, and look, I had in my first year, I only had ten opportunities to run after the run after the catch or whatnot. Um, you, but I, that was my opportunities, and I made the most, and it helped me get on the field for the next year, which I ended up having eighty something catches. You know what I'm saying? So it, it all matters. And and what I would like to add from my exposure academy is. I made specific that I'm going to get going to get different trainers from different areas, so these kids can take something from each person, you know, and put it in their game, you know, and then and then show how unique you are, you know what I'm saying? When you when you melt all of these uh, talents into one and put it in a situation, let's now let's see how you play, and this is good for uh, helping your opportunities to be great during the uncomfortable situations. Definitely. Those lessons sound like a lot of ones that you're coaching. So let's get into your coaching career now a little bit too. What got you into coaching in the first place? And when was that moment in your life and in your career when you realized that this was a pathway that you really wanted to get involved with? Like, like my junior year, when I seen, when I seen uh, Desmond Bishop, you know, at the game, and I witnessed that people really can become stars in our area. You know what I mean? No, it wasn't, it wasn't nobody. It was Desmond Bishop and Quintine Gether. They both went to the same school. And they were just like the stars. And and I was like, okay, it really can happen. Who gonna be next? And I made up my mind right there that I was gonna be the next one, you know, when I decided to, you know, bring it up, bring it to Rodriguez. And so going off of that, what is the culture and foundation that you're trying to instill at Rodriguez right now? Uh, the main thing, to be honest, is to not be too cool. You know, I, I don't. I want them to to attack this game like how they should. Really, you know how how I would, um, you know, knowing what I know now. You know, so I don't. I don't want to give them the opportunity to even be so relaxed to where they think, oh, it's cool. I just, I just jog off the ball here, and then you know, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta take it serious, and you have to go hard. Um, and that's the mindset that I want to I want to uh, implement this year. Um, not to be too cool. You got to go hard every time. And 
what makes you most excited to coach back at your alma mater and how have these first few months gone? Obviously, I'm sure it's a lot different just with the pandemic hitting, but what have you been able to do and just what makes you most excited about being able to coach this program? Yeah, it's uh, it's been pretty wild with the pandemic, but it's a great opportunity, I feel like. You know, whether we win or lose, at the end of the day, I know I'm going to create better young men in this society. But then when it comes down just to football mind, it's a great opportunity to take a team from two and eight and um, to become champions in one year. You know what I'm saying? Let's, so let's see if, if we can do that. That's a great opportunity I like. That's a great mindset, you know, just trying to improve in any way and have it lead to a championship is obviously the, always the end goal. Um, but so how, how is it impacted by the pandemic, you being able to infiltrate the culture that you want? Yeah, because you know, everybody's going through that, that tough first year. I want to try to, you know, eliminate that. Let's be different. Everything that I did was different. The way I ran my routes was different, you know, and I, I let's try to be different. Let's go one year and be champions during the pandemic. How amazing would that be, fellas? That that would be that would be a great story for sure. About one of the best you know? rounds the program can have with two and eight to hand up a championship banner a year later. I don't think you hear that story a whole lot at any right. Not, yeah, you know, there's there's uh, teams that's done it, which is which is just like you know me and me in high school. Oh, there's there's people that made it or that's making it out. Oh, so it can be done. All right. Guys, you know this has been done before, so why you can't be the team that do it also, you know? So, you know, I just want to give them that that belief, that that mindset. It's a lot of mindsets that they're going to have to take on, but yeah. it's worth it. It's, it's going to be worth it in the end when when they realize, you know, I don't, I don't have to be at school and, you know, you step into the real world, you know? Uh, nobody's babying you or, or, or guiding you anywhere, so while you got this opportunity to play this sport, this, this game, and it can potentially get you a lot of money, be for real about it. Be serious. Have that mindset. Set them goals and understand, like, like I said earlier, it's going to be ups and downs. You don't quit on it, though. You got to just keep going and, and dominate every chance you get. Now, how are the kids working with you right now, and how's that reception been from them, and what makes this group of kids so special? Well, it's been kind of tough because, like, we haven't really been able to, to work as a team, you know, due to, you know, everything that's been going on. So um, I've just been, like, communicating via, you know, via group group chats and, uh, you know, text messaging with them and just, just getting their mindset right, you know, making sure that they're doing uh, workouts and keeping their keeping body fit. Um, but, you know, it's – once again, you know, this is the time of COVID, so – you know, I, <laughs> wow. You know, at this time, we don't have, I, I haven't even seen my full team yet. You know, I've been a coach for all, coming up to a year now, and I haven't even seen my full roster. So it's, it's going to be amazing. It's going to make the story just that much better, too, when you guys get Yes. yes. Y'all going to be there along the way, too. Watch. It's going to be fun. <laughs> So that, 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 that's going to be a fun championship celebration there, March 23rd, something like that, as weird as that sounds, football celebration in March. But, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that'll be a good one. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah let's, let's, let's keep that story in the bank. That's, that's something that let's, let's look oh, at. It, it fits me so well, especially being back home, finally being out. So 
It's go time. It's show time. Yes, I like it. And then we want to talk about you got inducted into the Rodriguez Hall of Fame. What does that mean to you? It, it means, um, you know, God is real. You know what I'm saying? And, and in, a, in a sense, you know, I don't want to take it too serious and be, you know, football and religion, but it's real in the sense of as a kid who was just on the street learning how to do moves and stuff and then seeing a brand new high school being built and saying, hmm, I'm at a school that has so much history. Let me go to a school that has no history and be the first. Can I be the first? You know, you have those questions. And then it's like, it ended up happening. And then so, you know, when they, when they induct you to the Hall of Fame and just for high school, even though it was only high school, it's special to me because I was a kid that believed in myself. I betted on myself and, you know, they solidified me with, with this Hall of Fame induction. So it's pretty cool, man. And then we also want to get into your Exposure Academy too. Tell us more about your company, what you guys have planned for this weekend and then also beyond this weekend. Yeah, everything is to uplift the community. You know, everything is to, you know, to reach out to each kid that's that's investing in, in themselves and with this game. And me being in the area, if I was just sitting around and not doing anything, I, I think I would be doing a disservice to, to our future generation of, uh, you know, student athletes. So I just conduct, you know, the connections that I know and I want to put them all in one place and make it fun and be different, you know, something different than, than other, other people are doing, um, but still, you know, give them some, some real insight to their, uh, their possible futures. Going off of that one, just what made you decide to launch what you're doing now and start obviously the company you've got going on today? Um, well, because uh, at the end of the day, when, the way I did my thing, it was, it was totally different and I just want them to see that they don't necessarily have to do it. <laughs> they don't necessarily have to do it like the perfect way. You know what I'm saying? It, as long as you, like I, my, my, my motto was, I don't run routes, I get open. You know what I'm saying? And I want to give them that understanding like, okay, what does he mean by that? I'm just doing whatever I want to on, on the run. No, I'm still, there's still a structure. So I'm just wanting, I want to give them that depth um, within this academy along with, you know, the exposure of them being able to, you know, um, create their their game and send it off to, to coaches. And then how important is what you're doing, especially today during this fall with these showcases and everything you're running, especially in a time where there's no high school games in California until at least January compared to maybe like what we've seen on ESPN over the weekend in states like Texas, Utah, Alabama, Tennessee? Yeah, I, I, it's just great because everybody's doing their part, I feel like, with the showcases. Um, everybody's giving these kids opportunities to, you know, uh, stay focused, to stay out the way. Um, and, you know, I, I don't – I try to look at it as glass half full. You know, kids can get bigger, stronger, um, smarter, and, you know, they just got to take advantage of all these opportunities that's being presented. And it's, I, I think it's good for them. And then we do want to get into some fun questions. Uh, what is your favorite home-cooked meal? Whatever my wife cooked, it's, it's fire. <laughs> it's fire. So anything, anything she makes, yo, it's, just, it's, it's the one. All right. That, that's a good answer. Good answer. I think, I think Giles Chapman needs to hear this question. What's better, mashed potatoes or baked potatoes? Take both of them because I like potatoes. I even take some French fries if they ask them up there. All of it. Yeah. 
That's I think answer. All, yeah, all that. Yeah, all I think that's the best version of potatoes. Is either French fries or hash browns? I think it's either or. Hash, hash browns, it depends on who makes it, though. That's the thing. Like True. Some places just don't make a good hash brown. Yeah, with hash browns, it can't be too soft and, and, and wet, you know? Yeah. It's got to be in the, in the middle and a little crunch maybe, but not, not too much, you know? For sure. And then what about growing up? Who were some of your favorite athletes you really looked up to when you were a kid? Um, Terrell Owens was one. When I first – Terrell Owens, Allen Iverson, and Deion Sanders was the top three. Uh, Emmitt Smith, that was, uh, those were the top ones that, I used to, that, that really influenced my game. Okay. And now today, after being in the NFL and being around an athlete culture, who's your favorite athlete today? Um, Kawhi Leonard, Damian Lillard, and Steph Curry. He, he uh, changed the game. Um, it's, a, it's, it's too many. It's a lot of them. It's too many. So many. LeBron is, is, is a game changer on and off the field, you know. Then you go, you can, the list goes on, you know. Shouldn't even have named one of them. <laughs> you know and then what about like Lamar Jackson that's amazing oh good one Sam. yeah and one thing I want to ask you too so um Kawhi Leonard being your cousin and then you said Steph Curry and being from the Bay Area I'm not sure if you're a Warrior fan how was the finals last year for you well you know you go you go with you go with people that you the closest with you know that's that's kind of the, the rule you know yeah, I I understand that you always go with your the people who are around you. Um, I I've grown into that more too as we've made more connections. You know, you start rooting for other people. Like I'm a Patriot fan and stuff like that, and a Warrior fan. I'll say that man. Oh, every joke you gotta <laughs> mention that. Oh. I'm sure he knows the jerseys. I'm sure he saw them. Everybody's seen. Them. The whole world has seen that. <laughs> Tainted. <laughs> Like like that like that's cool. Like Brady's a California guy, you know what I'm saying? So, it, I, you never really have that that that. Oh, I don't like this dude. It's like yo, he came from. I, I know where he came from, you know what I'm saying? And and it's good to see him where he is. Yeah, yeah I get that. It's like watching these Bay Area kids succeed, like Najee Harris dominating Alabama. Watching him in high school, it's like man, right? Alabama, right. but I'm rooting for that kid every single Saturday. Wow. You know, that's, that's amazing right there. That's, that's amazing right there. You should get in touch with him and uh, do some do a special or, or, you know, just do something fun with him. They probably saw that. done a ton of great things just from Antioch. Yeah. Alabama now. He's always a great kid, too. So I saw him literally in high school. Yeah. Hurdle, a six-foot guy, like a six-foot tall dude standing straight up. Najee Hurdle, that guy. Yeah, that, that's wild. And uh, and I, I found out a lot about him too, about you know his personality, seeing how he moves, how he interact with people, just watching him at showcases and combines. So that's another reason, you know, why kids got to take these opportunities um, to heart because there's people around the world that's going to be watching this. You don't, you never know who, and then you never know which co uh, coach or scout is, is going to watch this clip or YouTube uh, video and, and find a Najee Harris. You know what I'm saying? So. Um, you know, it just goes circles back to everybody doing their part in a in a community and uplifting and giving them opportunities. And I think that I think that's almost a perfect thing too. Pretty much every single second of your life is almost like a job interview in a way. The way you present yourself. I know the way you guys talked about you, Derek Stevens, all those trainers at Iron Sharpens Iron last month. Right. Make sure, make sure you understand how you present yourself on Twitter, Instagram, and obviously in person. Don't pout. Don't put your head down. Keep pushing away. 
Right, exactly. It's just so it's so crucial and it's and it's valuable information for on and off the field. It's valuable information. Definitely. And then next fun question we got for you. Favorite games you played in, in high school, in college at Kentucky, and then in the NFL? Uh <laughs> favorite game in high school was it had to be the homecoming game. We was down, we was on the opposite end, and I I ran it all the way back. Five, four, three, two, one. Game over. We we won. That was crazy. Everybody ran out of the stands. Um, <laughs> on a basketball court, we was playing against a, a Jesse Bethel team. They had like a six eleven guy or whatnot. Smashed on him. The crowd went crazy. That was like that was some fun stuff that you seen because uh, you know I used to watch and one uh, mixtapes. I don't know if you guys used to watch the and one uh, tapes. Yeah. And, you know every time you do a move, everybody go crazy. So you wanted to do that. You know. We wasn't thinking about stats back then. We just wanted to do what we seen on videos. Um, and then going to college, obviously, you know, when we beat uh, Louisville, that was great for the city. Uh, then beating the number one team, LSU, that was that was also great. <laughs> Yo, so it's some good times, man. Like being the first to go to the bowl game after so many years at Kentucky starting that run, that's awesome. Then, in, then in, in Buffalo, just everything, like everything in the NFL, ups and the downs, because it's, it's, it's molded me to be able to, you know, um, to to speak to speak light into the to the to the youth. You know what I'm saying? It gives me, you know, I understand my purpose from all, all that that happened. And then, what was the craziest place you played at? Whether that was in college or the NFL, what was that craziest atmosphere? The craziest fan base you saw? Uh, it was some pretty good spots. Like playing in the swamp was pretty cool. Uh, playing in, in Death Valley was cool. But the one that I felt the most, which is wild, is is Arkansas. When we went to Arkansas, that was yeah, it was like my it was maybe it's because it was my first first game um starting in college. Okay. And it just and at that time the video game, the NCAA game was out where the where the screen rattles. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I promise you it felt it felt like that while I was on the field and it was just like I'm here, like it's showtime, you know. It, it's, it's <laughs> this is what it is. So uh, that was a, a pretty cool time playing against Arkansas when they had Darren McFadden and uh, Felix Jones. It was it was it was a battle. Cool. What was okay. your favorite video games growing up? Video games. Honestly, I didn't play any. I was outside. <laughs> I didn't play video games until I until I got to probably college. Or NFL, that's when I really start getting serious and is Madden and playing Game Day, um, okay. you know things like that. It's too busy wandering on the street. <laughs> <laughs> that's not bad. That's not bad. No. I wish more kids were would do that more today. I feel like they're all just stuck on video games and iPads now. Yeah, that's, how, that's why they can't move their feet that good. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know the ones who can move their feet. They've been outside. Man. Yeah, I miss the days when you can just bike out with your friends or play ball with your friends out in the street. All day. Yeah, all day. Time. You go, go from go from different area to different area. And we was walking there, you know, challenging everybody that we seen. That's what it's that's that's what it's about. You know, you get comfortable in that stuff because when you get to the next level, you go into different places again. It's just a different world out there. You know what I'm saying? Uh you know, that's that's what I feel. You know, you can still you can still make it, you know, whether you're sitting in the house playing video games or whether you're outside.
But, um, you know, I was one of those outside kids. So, you know, I just got into the video games now. So which cool. video games are you playing now? Mainly 2K and Madden. Okay, okay. 2K and the Madden. Okay. Ben, who's your teams? Uh, I like playing with the Trailblazers. I like running with Dame and Melo and um, – Playing, playing with uh, McCullum. Uh, that's usually that's usually the team I play with, or Miami Heat uh, with Tyler Hero and Jimmy Butler. Um, I like I like using Bam and Butler all their pick and roll and uh, yeah. and Hero from Kentucky, you know, representing. Dragon is a sleeper also though. He's a baller. Oh yeah, for sure he is. He goes crazy. Um, I never get to play with the Blazers though because my best friend's a Trailblazer fan. And uh, okay. so I always got to pick someone else other than the Blazers, but I love playing with Dame. Yeah, play, same. You just play with the Warriors instead. Yeah, I mean I do love Steph too. That's I mean, why I got the jersey hung up back here. That's a cheat code on there. You just pull up from forty feet and it's and yeah. Nice. You know, being in California, you play against everybody that that's gonna use the Warriors. So <laughs> I, I go with the guy. I go with the guy that's actually from Oakland, or from well now they're in San Francisco, but yeah, you know. That's how I play it. Okay, yeah, Sacramento's a good one on there, though, too, because De'Aaron Fox just runs past literally everybody. You just kick it out. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. I, yeah, I support them. I support them also. That's my second favorite California team. Um, De'Aaron, uh, they got they got to make some trades, make a big make a big trade, you know what I'm saying? They got to start, start throwing money somewhere, you know, if they want to really compete. That's how I feel about them. Yeah, they needed to get that one that one big star um, on the wing or something like that, just to right. get them over the hump. Right, exactly. So it, it, it'll, they'll come around. It's, it's a cycle. Yeah. It's a cycle. It, it'll come around, though. They're getting close, though, for sure. Right, right. Yeah, that wraps it up for this edition of the West Coast Preps podcast. Thank you so much to Stevie Johnson for coming on and for inviting us out to – all of their showcases that they're running, we can't wait to go out there Friday night out there. And then we got those basketball things Saturday and Sunday. It's going to be a fun weekend. So stay tuned for all of our coverage this weekend from the showcases and also exclusive speeds, top 100 showcase and social media at West Coast Preps underscore and on our site at westcoastpreps.com. And also be sure to subscribe to our YouTube page. Mm-hmm.